Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously? Every... I'm your person. Every... Now we dance it out. Every... McDreamy? Every... McSteamy. Every Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Today's episode is brought to you by The American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, The American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. na 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 This is how we do it. Hi guys. We came and interest Joelle. Look at her. She's just Joelle's her not internet. Her internet's us. a little Joelle, fucked. She's oh, switching she's some got shit up. I promise she's interested. Internet face. I see. Yeah. Yo, I gotta tell you something. Man. Go ahead. One, I have so much to tell you. Yes, go on. I miss you guys Me so too. much. Me too. We miss you. My daughter's birthday's coming up this week on Friday. Oh she turned six. Uh-huh. Wilder Aww. Francis Faison turned six years Happy old. Happy birthday, uh-huh. Wilder. Nice. I am so excited. That's what I'm talking um, about. That is what I'm talking about. Do you want to hear something crazy? Everything. This is the craziest thing As I've ever heard in my life. As my late father would say every time he saw an old friend, tell me everything. Okay. <laughs> My daughter is, for some reason, I don't know how this is possible. Well, I do know how it's possible, but I just got to say shout out to this lovely lady. Mm-hmm. My daughter is obsessed with Valerie Bertinelli. I'm just going to put it out there. I know. Look at your faces. You guys are all well, like, I just wait, don't, I just what? Don't, I, I love Valerie Bertinelli. I don't know. How, how, did, how did she get exposed to Valerie Bertinelli? That's exactly. Well, listen, first of all, they have the same birthday. Okay. That's one. Uh, she knows all of Valerie's hobbies now. And it's all due to Kids Baking Championship. Oh. On, uh, yes. And so Valerie Bertinelli and this dude Duff host this show, Kids Baking Championship, where okay. they have a bunch of kids bake mm-hmm. cakes, cookies, right. cupcake, you name it, right? Mm-hmm. My daughter's watched every season. And she's not only watched every season, she's watched every season in like pan- through pandemic. So pandemic, Kids Baking Championship has become 
the number one thing in our house. Wow. She loves does Valerie. She cook? Does she does Casey cook with her or, or bake or no? No, because I'm the baker in the house, right? Oh, I see. I see. And so I'll be making stuff, and my, my daughter's like, is that fondant? Are you going to make fondant with that? <laughs> she knows all the lingo. Yeah. Are you going to do buttercream? If you're going to do buttercream, this is what I suggest. You know <laughs> wow. what I mean? Wow. Like, she's totally into it. She's like, Valerie loves lemon. She loves the she loves lemon flavor. <laughs> That's so funny. So maybe when you're back, you could cook with her, bake with her. Oh, dude, I got it all set. I got it set mm. in stone. For her birthday, we're going to surprise her with some baking stuff. That's but, so cool. But for her birthday, all she wants to do is meet Valerie Burton. I feel like you can make that happen. I don't know that we can, man. I, you know, if anybody out there that's can. listening not... right now has a connection. Listen, with all due respect to Valerie, she's not asking to meet Beyonce. Right. I think Valerie. I think is I have a better it. shot of meeting Beyonce, her meeting Beyonce, than meeting Valerie, though. I think. Like, my you... only in with Valerie is that we were on the same network for a few seasons. We were on. Uh, we were on. No, this is uh, how you TV do it. Land. I think okay, if you me. if you use your agent um, to call Valerie's agent and just write a very sweet note saying, "Because of the baking show, my daughter is obsessed," and I'm sure you get other parents saying this, but is there any chance you'd consider just doing a little video for her? There's no way she's going to say no to you. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I love her. You know, my daughter really loves her. Yeah, you could even say that you love her and you grew up watching her and, you know. I don't want to say I grew up. Anytime somebody says I grew up watching you, I got a problem with that for some reason. (laughs) Why? People say that to us all the time. Yeah, I got a problem with with them thinking that I'm an old-ass motherfucker. I'm not old, okay? (laughs) I know. I am young. I had this funny moment. The kids in in, in my movie, Cheaper by the Dozen, they, they, you know, they're, they're too young to even know scrubs, but like I blew their minds when I told them I was chicken little. Like <laughs> Such a I cute saw, video. I, mean, I put that video on Instagram. Their little, that was just one of them. My, their, their minds were like, all of a sudden I went, I became exponentially cooler to them <laughs> because I was the voice of chicken little. I, I love that. that. That's great, though, man. Um, but it's so, yeah, I mean, you know, we're not on, you know, some of these kids, you know, I, the fact that Wilder is a Valerie Bertinelli fan is is adorable and funny it, because, you know. She, I mean, that, she, that lady has a hustle. I'm going to tell you that right now, man. She went mm. from actress, producer, director, you know, in the entertainment industry, and now she's a sincere cook. Like, she can throw down in the kitchen, Valerie mm. Bertinelli can, and so, you know. Well, I think you can make it happen, dude. I, if we'll you're really committed, I think you could you could place two well written emails, and magic could happen. We'll see. We'll see. For Wilder, also, when is Wilder's birthday? Because I probably have to send a present. She's my goddaughter, right? Friday the twenty third of April. Wilder turns okay six twenty three. Wilder. Yes. Also, let me tell you this now. So here's the other thing. Go ahead. I am loving my job. Yeah, you are. I am going to be so disappointed if this. CW doesn't pick up this show. That's what I'm and talking that's, about. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. And this could be a possibility. This could be a well, possibility. Well, I, do, I don't know, man. This is why I think you got a lot in your favor, okay? There's a lot of hype about the show. You got I've Greg never been Ber- on anything this You got Greg Berlani, who's possibly the biggest showrunner in TV. He's the biggest TV uh, producer yes. right now, if you ask me. No offense to Bill, but I don't even know if Bill's listening. But um, Greg Berlani <laughs> is a powerhouse. I don't think Greg gets nose. Um, so I think you're and, – and everyone's – you know, people are talking about this. It's in the – Joelle, you're our pop culture expert. Aren't people so excited about this? Yeah, man. Listen, I listen to other podcasts of which I have no relationship or association with. And it's so funny to hear them talking. Be like, 
yeah, and Donald's going to play the professor. And then we're talking costumes and designs and all my friends are chatting about it. Everyone's really excited. I mean, Powerpuff Girls, it's been a main staple in the zeitgeist for over 20 years now. So to see it come to life, I think it's exciting for people. Right. I'm going to say this to all the fans out there who are true Powerpuff fans and everything. We're sticking to the OG series, okay? So everything that happened in the OG series is possible, could happen on our show. You know what I mean? Uh, It's, it's, I, I for one, like, you know me, how it comes, when it comes to reading scripts, I don't necessarily do it all the time. (laughs) I've memorized my lines to the point where I can go do other things now. Like, what do I have tomorrow? What time do I have to be at work? Fine, I'll be there. I know exactly what I need to do. Like, there's nothing that anyone can do that'll throw me off in my work for this job right now. Right. Like, I am in it to win it. Well, you've uh, also, you're also, um, I think, newly energized and excited by the job. So you're committed and you're not phoning it in. You know, you're, 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 you're all in. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's a blast, and these I think girls are no amazing. way they're not picking it up. Well, the see, girl, dude, yeah, the, please don't jinx us. But yeah, the girls. Well, are I'm amazing. not superstitious like that. I think that you have to manifest it and say it's going to happen. And put act, it on the whiteboard. Put it on the whiteboard. Act like as it. if my stepmother would say. Act as if. Act as if it's happening. Be. I have. Be the yes. person who it already happened to. So you're just living it. I have very very high <laughs> hopes. Very very high hopes. Anyway, and we're trying to make it look dope too. Like trying to make it be. You know the CW's most off in in a lot of ways authentic to the girls, the original Powerpuff Girls, and also uh, the special effects. Trying to be as dope of special effects as we could possibly. Well, you sent me a secret video that looked awesome. I yeah. mean, even though you were just fucking around, it looked awesome, and I was like, "Wow, that's." I mean, you must be. You're like in heaven. This is like your fucking dream situation. I mean, I can't I, 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 beside being in a Star Wars thing, this is like your dream yes. situation. Well, the director Maggie, she's amazing. Diablo is amazing. Like the girls are amazing. You know, the cast is amazing. I'm just, you know, I sound like an amazing geek right now. No, you sound like a happy person. And you know what? After a year of being a hermit in in the pandemic, uh, it's in it wonderful. And we should be so grateful that we're able to go back to work and and do what we love. And I feel very grateful that I get to be making Cheaper by the Dozen. I Yeah, I was about day, to ask you, day. how's it going? I love it, man. I'm the same way. I, I, I mean, this is too good to be true. I love these. These kids are so cute and they're so smart. And I just love, I love working with them. I love the director. Um, it's, it's a great script. I, I just think, you know, I end the day when we, when we're done, you know, doing whatever scenes we did that day going like, this is just going to be so perfect for families. It's, it's, mm. it's the ultimate thing you can watch with your whole family. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I know parents, I, I'm not a parent, but I know parents are always looking for what's that thing that my kids are going to like that I can watch with them and also enjoy. And I just feel proud that I think, I, I think, and I hope that this is going to be that because I'm cracking up and, right. and it's a kid's movie, you know, but, um, but the kids are hilarious. I mean, they spent a year looking for these children. They, they, the whole pandemic, she was, director was searching all across North America for these kids. And, um, and they're so talented and they crack me up and, um, I love them. There's, there's a two that I want to adopt. Right. <laughs> par- I'm sure they have parents, so I don't know if that's uh, the parents. Of course, the parents are. Great. I mean, it's just awesome. It's dreamy. It's it's too good to be true. By the way, I gotta say because Clay Aiken is in this episode, we're gonna do before Ooh. we get into the episode. Right. Are you guys watching American Idol this year? It is so good. I'm like not I, I have never watched. I haven't watched American Idol in years. But I don't know if there's a new director or new producer. Or, 
They had to figure out how to do it without really an, much of an audience. So the, in the redesign, they built this beautiful set and the lighting and the camera work and the projections. Like, it's beautiful. And then I don't remember ever watching American Idol where there's like legit eight people that could win. I mean. Really? Okay. Dude, I'm telling you. Uh, listen, listener, listen. <laughs> listener, Listen. Listen. Go back if you just want to. Uh, this will air on Tuesday. If you want, just want to start with last week's episodes. I found them on Hulu. Mm. I mean, you can't believe there's one 16 year old girl who has the sickest rock and roll voice, and you're just you cut to Lionel Richie with his jaw on the floor. I mean, they are. There's so much talent, and it's just exciting to watch. I'm so invested because I. I love watching talent that no one's discovered before. And there's just some really, really talented people. And I, I'm really enjoying it. So I highly recommend it. Do they have Lionel Richie night where they sing nothing but Lionel Richie songs? Maybe they will. But he's actually a really good judge. and, and um, Mentor? I, I, Is he a good mentor? He doesn't really mentor them. I guess he does mentor them. He gives them – they're at the point in the competition where they perform and, you know, America is voting. But then the judges give them their tips. You know, it's a much kinder, gentler version than the Simon Cowell version where, where – which was funny. But this isn't – that isn't really the way anymore. And yeah, Simon was trying to get – Simon was trying to get that show number one rating. So he'd just say whatever he wanted to say. Well, I mean I really liked that actually. I thought even though – even I thought he was funny. And but I think in this kinder, gentler era, it's not really what people want anymore. Um, right. But but so they aren't really criticizing so much as they're the cheerleaders, the coaches, and they they'll say positive things. They don't really say at this point. They don't really say anything negative. Um, but it doesn't matter. It's just it's just it's just I don't know. It's 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 again. It's something like cheaper by the dozen that you can watch with your kids and. Um, it's so wholesome and I, I like, I literally cry. I mean, it's just so you watch someone get up there and kill it and it just, and, and they, 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 this is like the biggest moment of their life and they kill it. And it's just, I'm happy for them. I hear that. Man. I, I, I gotta tell you, I am not watching American Idol, but hmm. I love that you have found something that is. I'm telling you, you yeah. like shows where people who get their shot succeed Absolutely. I'm one of those people who loves to see people succeed when they're given the opportunity. Right. Well, I love that. This is my pitch for American Idol. Um, okay. All right. We have Shea Serrano on the show, which is very exciting. Um, to address the out of order thing, for those of you that, that missed it, the live show aired on uh, Thursday. For those of you who uh, who weren't there, I hope you enjoyed it. And now uh, we're going a little bit more back out of order as we do my life in four cameras because we wanted to have Shea Serrano on for this one because it's one of his favorites. And then here going forward, we should be back in order. Correct, Joel? That is absolutely correct. All right. Well, so for like all of you out there that have been hating, so all of you out there that are hating and are so annoyed by us bumping and jumping around and stuff like that, your wish has been granted. We are now back in order. Yes. I'm sure you'll find something else to hate. Yeah, Donald, you need to stop reading those comments. Okay. Dude, the comments like, man, for life, real, dude. Your life is too good to be getting upset by Instagram. I comments. just want, sometimes I want that smoke, though. You know what I mean? Some I really don't want the smoke, but sometimes I'm what like, oh, I'm. that smoke mean? I don't sometimes know I got, you know what I mean? Fight. Sometimes yeah. oh. I got that time. You know what I mean? There are days where I got time. You know what I'm saying? Listen, every once in a while, you need to remind me and I need to remind you that you cannot let one person's comments on Instagram upset 
your oh, I don't dad. let it upset me. I just I just block them so they can't see my yeah, shit. Yeah, but you no said more. you got all, you got quote unquote all smoked up or something. Yeah, right? no, I didn't get all smoked up. I just had time that day. You know oh, you saying? had time. I had time that day. Did you when watch they that? Call me, they watching? caught me sometimes. You know, they catch me when I'm out and about with my kids. You know, I don't really got time. But yesterday, pimp, pimp Skrilla, I had time for them. You know what I'm Did saying? Did you want to say catch me outside? How about that? No, I don't want to say catch me outside because you run into people and. Some people do you don't know when play we did Family fair. Feud? Did I tell you when we did? Oh, it wasn't Family Feud. When we were rehearsing um, uh, for Cheaper by the Dozen on the Paramount's lot, I went to the restroom and all of a sudden I went around a corner and I was in the Doctor Phil hallway. I was in the Cash Me Outside. How about that hallway? Get out what? of here! Yeah, get out. I, was, of here. I, cool. I didn't know who to tell, but I was like, guys, guys, to myself. Right. It's the catch me outside. How about that hallway? <laughs> that girl made a career. Doctor Phil gave that young lady a career. She's pissed though. She's. I mean, I just saw on, on something on the news that she's coming back and saying. I guess they sent her after the show to some troubled teen experience where you go away to a camp and they and they you know tough love kind of thing. And she was mm-hmm. saying that it was a horrible experience and they were abusive and. Um, and oh, so, wow. so I just saw right. recently. Well, she's she still, in, she's still coming. She's still on the major come up, man. She so. definitely turned. Uh, I would have gotten it wrong that the Cash Me Outside, how about that girl would have a big music career, but it sounds like she did it. Yeah, she did it. She did it. That big. song was a banger. We <laughs> should get into the. She got a couple <laughs> of them where I'm like, right. yeah, she got a couple of them where I'm like, okay, girl. All right, we should get into the Wait, show though. Before we do, okay, are you okay, watching okay. these TikTok videos I sent you? Because some of them yes, are very funny. Do you laugh? I you don't always. You don't always I do laugh. an LOL. I laugh out loud. Some of them that you send me are uh, very uh, 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 provocative, I should say. <laughs> well, there's one that I don't understand. This woman, the, there's a trend where they dance to this song. I'm going to say it in a way that might be um, be appropriate in case your kids are on the car. The song lyrics appear to be, if we copulate whilst <laughs> I'm enjoying this Percocet, um, <laughs> I'm going to do such a good job. That you, your genitalia will be quite lubricated. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this trend is. Oh no. And then this? people are dancing song? to the song. Yeah. As you do. As <laughs> but like in, in, in their underwear. I send it to Donald. I'm like, do I have the lyrics of this song correct? Is this what this singer is saying? <laughs> That's a uh, all right. You guys, I'll it. send you the video. It's insane. I don't it's know hilarious. what you Daniel. You look like you're about to Google. I don't know. I am. Uh, I am. I, I don't know what you're going to Google. Google. My search uh, terms are already ruined. So just yeah, yeah, yeah. R.I.P. or your Google. But yeah. Google like um, Percocet TikTok song. It's really bad for the children. All right, let's bring Shane. Let's start the show. Come on, send Donald. Five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a That handsome Shay Serrano. There, there he is. is. Yeah, give it up for Shay Serrano. Welcome, welcome, back, baby boys. Welcome, welcome, back, sir. dude. We're so happy to have you back on, man. Listen, there have been other guests, but there have not been any Shay Serranos. <laughs> well, you know, 
Uh, congratulations to you guys. I keep seeing y'all's names pop up in all these news articles with cool stuff happening in your careers. That's cool. Thank I'm telling people now, much. like y'all are my friends. I'm like, we oh, are but my friends. <laughs> Shay, you know, uh, I saw that you got a nice little uh, jersey from the San Antonio Spurs, oh, but it yeah. came and it popped up oh in gosh. a box and stuff my like that. Spurs. That's a and that's a that's an official jersey too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my buddy works for the team or works with the team. He does all of the media stuff and whatever, whatever. So when the new when they put out the Fiesta jerseys, which we have been asking for for years, right. I hit him up and I said, "Hey, where do I buy one of these?" And he said, "Don't worry about it. Just check your mailbox in like six months." Whoa. It was in there, and then it was in there. <laughs> it took a while, but it got here, and I love it. Still, man, they're not doing that well this year, man. That's okay. They're having That's a okay. tough one, and I, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I love Demar Derozan. I think he needs a one punch, though. You know what I mean? Like. He's a two now. He's not the one anymore. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, I feel sure. like I feel like I don't feel like he's I don't feel like he's over the hill, but I feel like in today's NBA, he's better he'll score more if he's the second option and they don't focus on him as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, LeBron isn't necessarily the one anymore. A D is, you know? You know what I mean? We're working on it. We're working on it. DeJounte, Derek, Lonnie, we're working on it. Keldon. Yeah, you got some young talent. Got, I just yeah. wish I just wish that San Antonio would make moves like they did back in the day. It seems like, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I think Pop should stay around forever. And if Pop leaves, I think Becky Hammond should be the first female that's head the coach. Move. That's you know what move. I mean? Like Bring this, Becky. It, yeah. That's a that's a that's a misconception though. Like the Spurs never were were like a marquee free agent place. Lamarcus was the first time we got a big name like that. Prior well, to that, Tim it was Duncan, because you guys got David Robinson got injured. And they, you guys we, yeah. came in last place, and then you got Tim Duncan mm-hmm. uh, in the draft. That's how then, we got Tim, Tony, Manu. Yeah, Tony and Manu. Uh, and then after that, yeah, you know, you've gone the European. They've gone the European route for the most part, and Lamarcus yeah, Aldridge yeah, yeah. was their biggest pickup. All right, guys. and then Kawhi, right, but you right, had Kawhi right. too, and you let him we go. Right. I can we only I can only hum Dear Evan Hansen <laughs> to myself for so long, and. Uh, <laughs> It's time did for great, too much. You it's did time great. for me to be included. I you gave you great. your minute. I gave you your minute of speaking <laughs> in your secret tongues. <laughs> <laughs> Although you'll be happy to know, Shay, that I am one degree of separation from D Wade, um, who now owns the Utah Jazz. I think yeah, it's safe to great. say that we are not friends yet, but I have big plans for our friendship. Soon enough. Soon enough. It's coming. Yes. yes. Um, so Shay, we wanted to have you on because we always ask Shay, uh, listeners, because he is a, a wonderful writer and loves scrubs and always says the things way wa- more articulate than Donald and I. And I always, uh, at the beginning of a season say, Shay, which episode of season of this season do you want to come on? Mm-hmm. And he, without hesitation said my life in four cameras. And it really is a special episode. I got to say, I, I, I didn't remember the specifics of it. But it is so clever and well done and funny. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, a lot that's, of funny moments. That's absolutely right. Each each time y'all invite me on, which as you said is once a season, I try and pick an episode that A, I like a lot, and B, maybe a little more importantly, will let me talk about a specific piece or two of greatness within Scrubs. Mm. You know, some, something that Scrubs did in a way that other shows either weren't doing yet or couldn't do as well. Yeah. So yeah, when you hit me up and you asked, and I said, "Oh, we're doing season four. It's got to be my life in four cameras." Because that episode, that episode really has has two very wonderful parts in it that I was hoping the three of us could talk about. Number one, obviously, 
This is the this is one of the high concept episodes that Scrubs yes. put out. I just want to explain to people because I, I I always find out there are some people that aren't super clear on the distinction between single camera and multi camera or four cameras in this case. So I just want to just quickly delineate that for people. So when you hear a traditional sitcom, the old school kind, um, like Friends or How I Met Your Mother Cheers. or Cheers, they're they're shot like a play. There's an audience. They have four or so cameras. And it's like you're doing a play in front of an audience. Um, and that's how uh, half-hour comedies were always made uh, up until a certain point when the what's called the single-camera comedy started to come out. Um, and uh, my earliest – which is not in front of a live audience. It's shot like a movie, like Scrubs. Um, my earliest memory was one called um, – what was the one um, – oh, the uh, it was about a kid um, in high school. Years. No, Wonder, Wonder Years, Years was a very early one, but oh, before Parker that, Lewis can't lose. Parker Lewis can't lose. Do you remember that show? I never watched it, but it was the Corin first. Nimick. Did, did you ever watch that show? I did not. Yeah, I, I, just in my memory as a as a TV lover, it was it was the, the star first. of it was Corin Nimick. Parker okay. Lewis can't lose. Okay, that was the first comedy I remembered that wasn't like shot in front of a live audience, and then Wonder Years was you know a dramedy comedy, but um, but again breaking the mold of of what that half hour could be. Ally McBeal. Uh, yeah, but Ally McBeal may have been an hour show, right? I don't I remember. Don't Not that it matters. Know. But um, but anyway, so so, yes. so there you go. That's that's just the the rough difference. And you know, the sitcom is a, is a is an even more heightened reality because you're pausing for laughs. And as we all know, sometimes people kiss and the audience goes, ooh, and then someone <laughs> comes in and they applaud, they have entrance applause and it's like seeing a comedic play. Yes, Donald. I got to go back, though. I think I think we're missing a lot of sitcoms that were single cam from back in the day, like MASH, Gilligan's Island. Uh, those were all single camera shows shot right. half-hour sitcoms. Now, now Donald's do, talking about a bit of a hybrid. If you like ganja, you know there's um, sativa, indica, and then there's hybrids. <laughs> um, there are hybrids like MASH and... Um, where they had a laugh track. I think some MASH, actually, they tried doing an audience. For some reason, I know this tidbit, and then it, they went back and forth. And then they shot it like a single-camera show but added the laugh track because the audience back in the day sort of was used to the style of where is the laugh. The laugh tells us when to laugh in so many words. Interesting tidbit about MASH, Donald, Shay, mm. Joel, Daniel. Mm. They didn't have the laugh track whenever they were in surgery. Did you know that? I did not know that. If you that go back and watch MASH, they have a laugh track. Now, a laugh track, again, for those of you uh, who uh, – is just fake laughter. Um, shows like like MASH would have a laugh track even though they weren't from an audience. Or Gilligan's Island, example, a good example, <laughs> Donald. Um, certain shows are still sitcoms, but they just never brought, bring in an audience. I remember an ALF being an example because – Spoilers, Alf isn't real. He's a puppet. And uh, it's pretty it's pretty hard to have an audience what? if you sorry, Daniel. Daniel, earmuffs. <laughs> Whoa. Alf, Alf was a puppet. Alf. Yeah, we always talk about Max Wright hating Alf. I love that. Alf. <laughs> There's something special about Max Wright, the father who played in the family hating Alf. <laughs> he hated being So on the Shay, show. you were saying this sorry, is like I digress. So Shay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, now that we have the clear delineations, and this this episode is meant to be an homage to the the, the mm -hmm. four camera sitcom. Shay, continue. Yeah. Sorry. So so this is one of the first. Uh, this is one of the high concept episodes that y'all did, and yeah. in fact, this is like the first big one 
which is part of the reason it was so impactful. You have this one in season four. You have uh, Wizard of Oz in season five, the musical in season six, fairy tale in season seven, Sesame Street in season eight. Hadn't happened before this one, like not on this scale. And yeah. then it happened in every season afterward. So this episode is a, is a, is a legacy marker. Really. Hmm. And beyond that, it's just an extremely good episode. You took all of the stuff that Scrubs normally did, the the jokes, the twists, the thing where you make everyone feel safe and happy, and then you drop a fucking 400-pound anvil of sadness on yeah. our heads. Like, you yeah. took all of that, and you turned it into this multi-cam sitcom. And the crazy thing is, like, re-watching it, even now, it never felt like y'all were doing it in a mean-spirited way. It was never like our show... Is better than these shows, right? It that's well more, said. Well, but you know, yeah. that's well said, Shay, because you know, Bill Lawrence came came up in sitcoms. He loves sitcoms. He still makes that's, sitcoms. Um, that's and, exactly. And he's got he's got like. a new one coming out, ahead of the class remake coming out. So yeah. so he was never like, oh, let's make fun of these. Our show is better. The attitude mm -hmm. was like, obviously, we're 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 laughing with it because they are heightened and they are silly. The whole entrance applause, the whole uh, you know, audience going ooh, all that stuff. But but by the way, I, in rewatching this sitcom version of this, I still found it very funny. I mean, I was laughing not I was laughing genuinely, not just at it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt it felt to me like like when you watched Scream. You remember what, going to the theater and watching Scream? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you left, you were like, man, whoever made that movie, fucking loved horror movies, like loved right. them. That, <laughs> right. And that's what that's what this feels like here. Felt like a bunch of people said, hey, you know what? I want to write a love letter to the sitcoms that I grew up watching. That meant a lot to me. Let's mm. do that. And then y'all made this episode. So there's that piece of it, the, the, the sort of obvious piece. The second part, this is, this is a really great Turk and Carla relationship episode. Absolutely mm. agree with you, yes. Right? I think, I think I may have mentioned this before. I know I've written it before. I can't remember if we talked about it on here or not. But Turk and Carla are my favorite TV couple that's ever been. They're wow. they're higher up on the list than than Jim and Pam, than uh, from The Office, than than Dre and Rainbow from Blackish, Corey and Topanga, Boy Meets World, Jake and Amy in Brooklyn Nine Nine, whoever like David and Patrick in Shit's Creek, Uncle Phil and both of the Aunt Vivs. That relationship on Fresh Prince, <laughs> like, that's, that's those are powerful relationships. The, Uncle yeah, Phil, yeah, yeah. Uncle Phil might be my favorite father figure ever to be on oh, television. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and yeah. and. The, the and why, Shay? Go into. I mean, just speak to a minute. Why? What what resonates for you as a, as a lover of of TV comedy so much about that couple? You know what it is. They just do such a good job. I'm going to say they like I'm talking about Turk. Like it's a different person than Donald because it's just easier for me to. Absolutely. Do. They yeah. do. They do Don such Donald a good job of showing how relationships are a supposed to be a little bit bumpy, and b how that bumpiness is precisely how you know a couple is supposed to be together and that they're in love. Because with Turk and Carla, no matter what happens, when we get to that inflection point, when we get to one of those moments where one of them really has to show up for the other one, they, they always come through. And it's really hard to do that on a show in a way that feels real. Because you can't just write the words on the page. Like You need two actors who can be warm with one another and vulnerable with one another and funny with one another. Like A lot of times... If two characters are in a relationship on a on a TV show and they get into an argument or a fight or they have a stretch where it's supposed to be they're supposed to be struggling, when the audience is watching it, it starts to feel like, man, y'all should just just break up already. This isn't worth it. And it mm -hmm. never feels like that with Turk and Carla. It always feels like they're headed in the right direction. You know, any argument that they have, 
um, or, or disagreement or fight is, is like a disguise. For, it's a chance for them to get to know something else about the other person to become closer with that other person. Like, uh, I think my favorite, favorite overall moment, um, actually happens a couple episodes after this one, when Carla goes to visit her mom's gravesite and Turk and Carla, by this point, have been in a rough spot for a bit. And Turk shows up at the end and he tries to reconcile with her. And she's like, I'm not ready. Like not yet. And he's just, you see him beat up about it. And he's like, okay. And he gets ready to leave. And she's like, wait, can you just sit with me for a minute? And he stays. And like that little moment, it's 25, 30 seconds, but you see them go through so many different, like real life emotions. It just mm -hmm. feels like you're watching an actual real relationship on TV. Mm -hmm. And it's great. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. You know, Shay, I wrote in this episode uh, for this one, uh, Carla and Turk crush cute in this episode. Like, Absolutely. Even though they're having a hard time with their relationship, they're so fucking cute. Yeah. Her being jealous of JD mm -hmm. and, his, mm -hmm. and his jungle fever relationship. Wow. Her licking him. Him singing, him singing uh, the Sanford and Son theme song, the yeah. arm wrestling. And then when they decide, yo, you know what? Let's kiss three times a day. And then when they do it the first time, it's like, right here, let's let's make this happen. You know, it, mm -hmm. they're just so cute. Uh, yeah. and, and, and you're right. What they go through at the end of it, you never feel like they're going to break up. You feel more like, oh, wow, they went through a journey together. Exactly. And, and they figured something out. Well, that's what I think I really like about what Shay said, too, is that it isn't like for dramatic TV show reasons, we're going to always have you feel like they're on the edge of, of breaking up. It's a real reality thing for a couple, especially a newly wed couple, settling into the reality of being uh, in a lifelong commitment with each other. And then watching JD with some, you know, in the puppy dog phase of a relationship where he's just like, we're, we're, we're racing to kiss each other, you know, every day. And, and, and how that lands with a couple that's kind of like, oh, are, is there something wrong with us that we're not doing that anymore? Mm -hmm. And and all, all the things that are very real and I think all people can relate to, but 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 done in a in a TV comedy way. But I think that's right. It's it feels very relatable to people. Mm -hmm. And and what's really what's really impressive about the performance in this episode, I think, is we watch them do two different versions of it. We watch them do the serious one. Like they have that that really great moment again. It's a fast, it's like three seconds there on screen, but they're sitting on the couch and they don't say anything. And he just reaches his hand out and she puts her Perhaps. hand in his. And it's like, I, like, I've done that exact thing. You don't mm -hmm. know what to say. All that you wanted, all that you know is you need to let the other person know I'm, we're, we're in this together. Like, so you have them doing that. But then you also have them doing the like hokey, silly version of it in the sitcom itself. They're doing both of them at the same time. It's great. And uh, like the start of the episode, when you have Turk singing the Sanford and Son song. Oh, yeah, let's get into that. Let's start, let's start, let's start um, recounting the show. Thing. Nope. I don't think anybody on the show is is better at being funny in a tiny amount of space than Turk is. Wow. Like he has an extremely high player efficiency rating. We're going to go back to basketball. Hmm. Like I like that. The, av the average forever. Yeah. The average player efficiency rating in the NBA is like 15. Turk is up there in the 25, 26, 27 range with, with MJ and LeBron, LeBron and Shaq and Wilt. Kobe. Like he, he needs this much space to and get a shot off and, and be funny. And, and D, D, Wade. D Wade's up there. D Wade's up there. I'm trying to D get Wade. In, trying to get in my space. Smart. I uh I loved the fact that Turk was a huge Sanford and Son fan because a lot of my comedy comes from Red Fox and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, he his he's probably 
he's the king, right? It, it was him, yeah. then Richard, then Eddie, and then, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, uh, George. And then, you know, uh, and then now we have a bunch of people who pretty much copy those those uh, four. George, yeah. Eddie, uh, Richard, and Red. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And well, so, I love it. In the beginning of this episode, we're, we're clearly setting up um, – the love of sitcoms that we have. And it's very meta because we're, we're, a, we're a comedic show that people watch to be cheered up and to take their mind off things and, and to, um, to have a source of, of humor when, when they need cheering up. And the episode starts with us so excited to gather around and watch uh, Sanford and Son. And then it's bookended really beautifully after the end of this, you know, act-long fantasy with JD after such a stressful day, getting comfort from watching mm-hmm. from watching right TV comedy, so it's very 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 meta because you know people told us over the years uh, every day Donald and I get messages about how this show helped them through uh, uh, difficult times in their life, and I mean I've had people say it saved their lives. They were just they were down in the dumps and they just binge Scrubs and it and it and it cheered them up, and of course that means so much to us. But I I was very moved at the end that. That the show sort of, in a very meta way, ends with JD needing to be cheered up, and he's comforted by TV comedy, just like mm-hmm. Scrubs is for other people. Yeah, I, 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 well, you know, I think we all have that in us. There's something that you grew up on. I know, I know it. There's something on television that you grew up on that makes that made you feel comfortable, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and you mm-hmm. find it as adults now. Like Zach, you're really into documentaries now. Yeah. This is your comfort food. My wife yeah. is into 48 hours and freaking the next, you know what I mean? Your wife is texting me being like, I'm out of true crime docs. What you got? Right. I'm serious. <laughs> and it, like, it's, there's a comfort in finding your niche, your niche on television, you know, yeah. whatever it is that you watch. There's comfort in knowing, well, you know what? I had a stressful day, but I can unwind and watch what I love. Yeah. You know, you know what's wild is that I'm, I'm going to bet that everybody who – goes and turns on this podcast to listen to this thing. Like Scrubs is a show that does that for them. I know that's how it is for me. Like after a, a tough week, I'm like, man, let me watch like six episodes of Scrubs and fall asleep on the couch. And that's going to make me just feel better. You know what I'm saying? That makes me so happy. Uh, especially, I mean, I love, we love hearing that from anyone, but from someone like you who really knows television and really knows TV comedy, um, that makes us feel extra special. So let's just dive in. Um, I laughed out loud. Donald, do you remember the word? First of all, when you sing the Sanford and Son song with your own lyrics, was that <laughs> was that written or did you make that up, A? Okay, so Bill made Bill made up the song, right? Bill made up. Quiet uh, down Quiet now. down now. <laughs> it is time to watch the show. Yes, it started. Don't be licking me no more. And then I made up. Matter of fact, could you get me a handy Why? <laughs> so, that's so funny. Now, did you have, did they, I was just wondering, you're probably not going to remember, uh, but like, did you, did they play you the song? Because you're singing it in the key perfectly. And, and we didn't have it on set, right? So I'm sure I went back and redid it in post. I, you wouldn't have been able to because your lips, I mean, while well, you sang the key, you think you yeah, looped it? Yeah, the key, I, yeah. Because I, I just was impressed that you, you're singing it a cappella, but then your tempo and the key are the exact right thing for the melody. Well, you could change the tempo easily, but you can, the, and, no, but and you can change the, the key. Bah, bah, bah. 
Maybe we just know that song so well that you just can find the key. Yeah. You know, I like I said, one of my favorites. It's very funny. You made me laugh. And matter of fact, can you get me a handy wipe? Now, I think of all the memes and gifts that get sent to Donald and I on social media and that I see on the web, one of the most common of all is the arm wrestling bit. Okay, now um, this this was ad-libbed completely by All right, excellent. tell me, yeah. tell us the story, because clearly, clearly, it goes without saying, <laughs> fans love this moment. Okay, so there's a movie called The Warriors right. that came out a we've long spoken about it. time ago, right? Yeah, we've spoken Warriors, about it. Warriors, come out and play, right? And mm-hmm. in it, there's this uh, gang called the Orphans, and the warriors tangle with the orphans and kind of get their asses kicked by these by this gang, right? And as they're leaving, this one <laughs> character like looks like the character that you look like you could punch in the face and they crumble easily. Goes, you see what you get, warriors? You see what you get when you mess with the orphans? And I was Jay, like, do you know, do you know the movie as well as he does? Yeah, it's a great movie. And so when I saw that and my the, in my neighborhood, you know, I grew up in Hell's Kitchen. Warriors, like, is New York City. So, like, people that lived in my building starred in the Warriors, you know? Like, it, was, it, it wasn't just... <laughs> you knew was, Warriors. I actually knew people that were Warriors that lived to the end, too. It was amazing, right? And uh, so this was, like, one of those movies that we always quoted, you know? Like, uh, Ajax running... And he's like, and the other dude's like, oh, I don't think I can make it. I'm tired. And he, he goes, good, because I'm sick of running from these wimps. And turns around and just starts macking people, punching people, <laughs> knocking people out, right? Like, I just loved that movie growing up. And, uh, and this was an opportunity. I knew I needed to do something here. And, you know, I... I was like, I'll call on the Warriors, and I did. It's so, <laughs> it's so funny because JD and Kylie are being so adorable and cutesy, just like a new couple rubbing noses and, oh, you beat me. And then what shows the contrast to, to Turk and Carla more than the camera dollies over and he's, you don't just, you don't just win, dude. You slam her arm hard. Yeah. The yeah. sound like, that it makes when it hits the thing. She must have had a pad. <laughs> well, I told her, one, I told her I was going to do it, right? I told Judy that I was going to do it. So she even acts like I slam her hand down. Like really all I just do is this, right? you know, put my hand down real fast. She sells it with the pratfall of, of the falling uh, out of screen and stuff. Okay. I thought and, you were, I was like I was like, wow, he really fucking nailed her. And then I thought actually it was an ultimate warrior WWF thing. I didn't know your Warriors story. N- no, it was from actual the movie The Warriors. Well, that's, that's, that's fucking wild. hilarious, dude. That I laughed is. out loud. Now I also laughed out loud when um Kylie I scooter too much. Yeah. I made that up. We were on an improv hot we were on an improv roll this day. <laughs> She comes over Monday, Wednesday, Friday. She takes a cab over here. And Tuesday, Thursday, I scoot it to my baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I laughed really hard at that one, too. JD, I mean, other than Elliot, I don't think he's been this crazy about a girl, right? No. He's really into her. Yeah, but that's because she's a master kisser. You know what I mean? To be able to keep... Because to be that? able to keep somebody that long, you guys are in a relationship. You're not sleeping together yet, you know. All well, you we do. We don't know that. Maybe some time has passed, and she finally let me have sex. I don't know. Well, this is this. Is, well, the episode after after this, you 
get kicked out of the apartment. And she's like, you should leave. I'm, I'm sorry. Correct. I'm cut. You you are correct because we went out of order. I'm sorry. Um, yes, we are. We are. We are. We are only kissing. Yeah. And so to be able to keep somebody around that long, mm. whether it be male or female, without giving up the the. But that makes be, it. You got to be a tantalizing. You have to tickle their brain with conversation and <laughs> right, whatever it is. But then with imagination of what it's going to be like. And then the kissing is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, but also, I mean, it's so it's such a it's so exciting, right? Like to drag something out that long and have it just be, oh my god, what's going to happen when we finally do? do I'll tell you what's going to happen <laughs> in a couple okay. of seconds. Okay. Um, thank you, Donald. That's what I'm talking about. Shay, we have a soundboard since you were last on, and it allows me to play oh, Donald aware. noises. I'm aware. <laughs> Do, you, do y'all ever do a thing where you're watching something or you're like super into it, 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 anything, a TV show, movie, an album, you just like start looking for meaning in maybe moments where there isn't like a deeper meaning? Because yeah. this, this is what happened to me when I was watching, rewatching it to get ready for this, is they have the the shot that you were just talking about where it's JD and, and, and Kylie and Turk and Carla and they're all at once and you see this like new, young, happy couple being all lovey, kissy and flirty. And then you see the the like you know years later version of it, and when you're watching it, you're like, oh, like if if you don't know any better, you go, oh, this is like what you should aspire to is what's on the, what's happening on the left, and you don't realize only one of these couples is going to make it through the end of the seat, like they're going to end right. up together, and it's the one on the right where they're where they're not like playing or or they're just being very truthful with one another. Turk is doing his thing, Carla looks absolutely fed up with it, but like she kind of expected it as well. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's right. just like, oh, this is this is what you should be trying to get to, not this fake version over here. Right. That fake that shit I I agree with you. That fake yeah. shit never works. And it's a and it's and it's a freaking it's not only a phase. There's a there's a it's a bit also, you know? Yeah. It's like it's we're no, being it's not cute. fake. It's not fake. They're it's when definite, something's they're, when something's brand new, uh, we've all experienced. There's just you're you can you're just intoxicated. You're, you're drunk on on the fun of something new. Then, but that's but that's not real. That's not a, a committed relationship over years. That takes work, as we all know. But I don't. I, I think I don't. I wouldn't say that it's not real. It's just you, I, it's a you're high. I feel like if you do that type of stuff in front of people, you're doing a bit. That's just me personally. <laughs> it's I feel bit. like w- when I see young couples like out at a restaurant doing something like that, I'm just like, just f- send me a text after y'all two get in your first fight about like the mortgage payment, and let me know, <laughs> let me let me know what life looks like right then. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But we've all been there. I'm not saying you're in public going, no, you're the doodle bug. But you know, we've all we've all been there. <laughs> All right, so then there's the crowd all shows up because of there's an E. coli scare, and everybody in uh, town, wherever this takes place, thinks they have it, and um, and which Jade is very is- much like what happened early on in in uh, what we just went through this past year. In the beginning, it seemed like the lines were like if you had a if you had a sniffle, you would run to the hospital. Like, hey, mm-hmm. look, we have to check to see if I got uh, COVID. I never went you know? to the hospital, but I thought I had it like 10 times over the... I would like feel tired and be like, oh, this is it. This is right. it. I'm, <laughs> yeah. ab- I'm abnormally tired. This is it. Yeah. I'm sure but that like, happened to you, Donald. Did you, or, did oh, you absolutely. Guys, Shay, did you ever think you had it over the course of the pandemic? Um, yeah. Anytime like 
if I felt even 1% weird about anything yeah. or if yeah. I just saw like a thing, like if someone coughed on TV, I'd be like, I think I got it now. Right. <laughs> right. It def- yeah. It definitely, it, that definitely reached me. Yeah. It was the same way. Um, um, all right. So, 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 so Jake, so JD is crowd surfing, which I thought was funny. He's crowd surfing all the people that think they have E. coli. Right. And then I go, whoa, grandma, that's my no fly zone. Well, not just that. This also cracked me up. I hope I don't have dog flu. Um, by the way, what, that's a be- <laughs> is that a bestiality joke? Now, yes. So let me get it you straight. You fucked Rowdy. Yes. 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 That is on primetime TV. That is a did JD fuck Rowdy joke. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because cops I hope says, I don't have dog flu. Yeah, which is so crazy that that, that got through. I don't think the censors got that that was a bestiality. But I mean, not just a bestiality, a, a, a dead, a dead, dead right, bestiality right, joke. Right, right, right. The censor, Lavish. the censor yawned during that moment and, and didn't catch the joke. <laughs> because Cox says, you know, some of these flus, these people think they have, you'd actually have to copulate with the animal in order to get it. He's being sarcastic, I imagine. Who knows? And then he leaves, and JD's like, "I hope I don't have dog flu," <laughs> which means that JD fucked Rowdy, probably, or a, or a dog of some sort. No, I don't think he's fucking random dogs. But first of all, I don't even think he's <laughs> just f- only Rowdy. Yeah, he only fucks Rowdy. <laughs> I don't think. First of all, let's talk about it. Rowdy's a boy, so this would mean that JD yes. um, had anal sex with Rowdy. Yes, I, as I recall, Rowdy's taxidermy anus. Was non-existent. That doesn't mean you can't cut a little hole. <laughs> what, is, what is happening right now? I'm I don't sorry. know. I'm We're going too far. We're we got to cut this. We got to cut this. We don't have to cut it, but let's stop now. All right. Well, I'm just saying, I'm, ladies and gentlemen, before you think we're going too far, there is a joke where JD appears to be concerned that he has dog flu from having sex with Rowdy. All right. Tonight on jokes that wouldn't be on the show in 2021. All right. Um, so, no tongue before ten. That's a rule that you and uh, Carla have. That's bullshit. But I don't think you're really throwing tongue around with Casey before ten, are you? That's. I mean, I feel it may not be a rule, but it's sort of like in practice. It's too early for a tongue. If I wake up in the morning, yeah, and the mood is right, and she's into the mood too, tongues are flying. Tongue, but tongues are going everywhere. All right. Is that with, is your scope involved, or you or, or I don't mind. Or? I don't mind my wife's morning breath. Okay, you just go right in. All right, good to know. When you're in love, you don't give a shit about that. You can get past that. That's easy to get past. <laughs> I'm, I'm still in the phase I get up and have my morning pee. I just have a little shot of scope, so, so my breath's good. Okay, well, good for you. You guys yeah. are... Don't hate, congratulate. Congratulations. <laughs> um, allow me to present man not caring, says Cox. Yes. That was funny. And then... And- and then the whole joke with Jordan and Cox about uh, mm-hmm. and, and and Elliot about how Elliot is saying the exact same things that Jordan said last night during sex. That's Carla. During it's Carla. Oh yes, yeah, Carla that says that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That that had me laughing. And then the last one. Okay, now it's getting spooky. Yeah. That they, shit. Go three, they go three. The they third, go three. The third the, step. The third yeah. one. The third one is a get you. Yeah. That was clever. And um, now Deontay, who we just had on the show with a, with another line, we just we just spoke about how Deontay was a hustler and knew how to get lines, and here he is without his puka shells, but he has a, a line. Want to play some ball? Yeah. Hey Turk, want to go outside and play some? He, he had a lot of lines too, and he put it together. <laughs> yeah. 
I it wasn't just <laughs> yeah. I didn't recognize him without his puka shell choker, but there he was. Maybe his character doesn't wear him when he plays basketball. Yeah, it might be a little too dangerous. Yeah, they might, might be chafe. Too- they probably chafe <laughs> or choke or choke. <laughs> they chafe or choke. <laughs> So Turk's trying to get out of his ritual, uh, newly planned ritual to make out with Carla regularly um, because he well, wants to play basketball. Yeah, but the first time they, the first time they kiss, it's hilarious because now we're going through the hospital and there he runs into a long-haired gentleman. She runs into a bald head lady, right. and then immediately after that, Cox runs into a lady that looks like Kelso yeah. from behind. I thought that was great. I also laughed when, when, uh, when. Turk and Carla finally meet each other and they're like, where were you? And they're expressing where they were. It kind of sounds like when Harry met Sally, I was on the second floor of the Empire State Building. (laughs) He was on the first. I traveled all the way and they're doing it at the same time. Hilarious. I laughed really Mm -hmm. hard at that. Yeah. Yeah, that was well done. And I think they must have, you know, that woman who who had the shaved head, I... from behind, it so looked like you that I think that they must have like used you for the behind shot first. Yeah, yeah and then yeah, turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> because that it was, was too close. It yeah, was too absolutely, close. absolutely. Um, all right, so then we cut to this awesome epic fantasy, and we see that. Wait, there's, there's some, we're missing some things though. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Why is Frank still wearing those pants? First of all. The dude loses 230 pounds and is still walking around the hospital. He wants to brag. Listen, look how much weight he lost. He wants to. Every day. Every day. (laughs) Listen, if you lost that much weight, you would be so proud. You'd wear those pants. Well, you know, I put a belt on at least. He's just walking around holding them like this, holding them out with his thumb. By the way, speaking of losing weight, do you know Ron Funches, the amazing stand-up comedian? Oh, he's lost a ton of weight. Dude, he's he was he's in uh, Cheaper by the Dozen with me, and he, you can't, I didn't recognize him. Really? It's so, and 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 his trainer the, it was Jorgen Demay, who's Bill's trainer, who helped him. But yeah, he, dude, he, I don't know how much weight he lost, but he's an inspiration. He, he, he worked incredible. very hard. He worked very he's hard. Super to get funny there. as a, as King Shark. On the Harley Quinn show, Super is that Quinn. who plays King Shark on Harley yeah, yeah, Quinn? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. He does a lot of ways. In fact, I, just as I was uh, wowing the kids with Chicken Little, he—I guess he does one of the trolls, troll, troll yeah. voices. So yeah. then he tried to get in on my game and upstage me by being a troll <laughs> voice. He has the best. He has one of the best lines in Trolls: "A pinky promise." Dang. <laughs> <laughs> He's so friggin' funny. He is, man. Um, he is, and how? And also, the last thing before we get into the into the fantasy sequence, the janitor knows everyone because he reads their files. Yeah, and so he's able to tell what's going on with the three or four people in the hos- in the hospital cafeteria because he's read their files. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's funny that the janitor is talking about all the different people that work in the cafeteria and who to fire, but he doesn't ever bring up his best friend Troy. Right. Or, or Margot. Well, Crazy Eyes Margot, is she not the cashier? No, that's a different name. He didn't oh, call I don't know Margot. Why, I don't know why they didn't call in Troy and Crazy Eyes Margot. You'd think they would have loved the ca- cafeteria shout out. Yeah. Now, also, according to the, to, to the janitor, there's only three people that work in the cafeteria. I feel like there's a whole <laughs> lot more. <laughs> well, yeah, and then, and then Clay Aiken shows up. Do you remember right Clay that. Aiken? Um, he, I remember Clay is allergic to something. Uh, or several things, and it was very serious, like no messing around. I think it's nuts and or other things. But we had a whole, we had a whole list of instructions, like 
to be safe around Clay. It was like, don't look him in the eye. He's allergic to that. Yeah, if you had a nut yesterday, <laughs> if you had if you had peanuts yesterday and you make eye contact with Clay, he'll explode. <laughs> no, I mean Speaking uh, of American Idol, your favorite show, Clay Aiken, runner up. I know. And his and his voice is beautiful when he sings uh you and Carla's song in the fantasy. But um yeah, I just remember that uh Clay was was very nice, but I remember like he he does have some sort of very serious, no messing around um, allergy we were w- warned about. Um, Let's go to break real quick. Oh, yes. We'll go to break. We'll be right back with Shea Serrano. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right don't miss it mark your calendars and be the first to see it march 20th at 7 p.m eastern only on iHeartRadio's youtube channel save the date at new-qx80.com 2025 qx80 coming this summer today's episode is brought to you by the american society of magical negroes a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring justice smith David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix Sleep Mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. 
Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. So, okay. So we go to this fantasy. Now, in the world of the sitcom, um, we're sort of saying that everything's a bit heightened as they are in sitcoms. Like, you know, no one has an apartment like Monica's apartment, right? Well, I disagree now. So, okay. So here's the thing. This is what I've learned. Okay. Get it. I forgot Get about it. this. I forgot about this. But I grew up with a lot of people who had lofts in New York City. And who had uh, really big uh, apartments in New York City. And it was all rent controlled back in the day. So, like, let's say you lived in the apartment for over 30 years. You're still paying very little rent on it as as uh, the property value has gone up. Mm-hmm. So, I know people who have... it. It's... Like Monica's a, loft and affordable. Very, very... Yes. Very similar situations like Monica does on friends and i poo-pooed on that for the longest like that's impossible but then when i think back holy shit no that's real i know i know people who have like lost the size of the loft in ghost you know what i mean where it's just like it's a literally a warehouse <laughs> what a and it's pool. pillars and stuff like pool. that you know what i mean wow. like I, I i i grew up with people that had that being like okay. dude your bathroom is a mile away how do you make it there at night? You know, <laughs> just putting it out there. Yeah. All right. So, but needless to say, uh, the sets and reality of sitcoms are heightened. And, Absolutely. And we're spoofing that. That's why they built a version of our set, which wasn't a set. It was a real hospital, as as you as we've told you. We built that on a sitcom stage in front of a live audience. So the lobby and ICU are, are, are there, but they're... Um, you know, they're more colorful, they're less realistic than the real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, all the women have cleavage and their and their bras are showing and Sarah's in a short skirt. Yeah, and, um, and so is Judy. Judy's looking like a hottie. Yes, the ladies are all looking very um, sexy. And there's even a naked man that was... Uh, yeah, in the background just chilling out. For, um, for no reason other than to make sure... That uh, there people, were, people that like men had something to look at. As even well. the background changed. You know what I mean? It went from the normal background that we had, and it, you know, central casting got the call. We don't want the normal. We're going to pay the extra twenty five dollars, and you give us send us the premiums. <laughs> well, we should, probably shouldn't <laughs> phrase it like that. That's the truth. Uh, well, okay. Am I wrong, um, Zach? I think- there is. Come on now. No, you are right in that if you want sexy people, that you pay more money for sexy people, which I guess is capitalism. <laughs> Wait, that's a real thing? Yes. That's yeah. wild. That's yes. wild. Well, yeah, yeah. If you want any specialty, if it's like I need jugglers or I need, um, you know, the joke is she's a hot girl, quote unquote, they're going to hire a model. They're going to hire a juggler, you know, so there's a there's. So in this, when they cut to the naked man who's got all these muscles and he's supposed to be sexy, he's a niche. So they yeah, he's a special, he's a specialty, if you will. Mm. So you're paying more money for you. You can't just say, oh, bring me a a, a, a person who might have muscles. You, you know, you're going to select the guy from a picture, and he's been chosen because he's a specific thing. Yes. 
That's so interesting. It, but that's a yeah. more delicate way to phrase it than well, bring I'll me the premiums. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but it's true. I this remember, is Hollywood. I remember reading an article about like there was some company in LA who they had gathered together all of the like Mexicans who look like cholos or gangsters or whatever. And if you wanted one for your movie, you had to go to them to get it. Yeah, I'm sure. And that's okay. That's a real thing. That's neat. Well, also, I, well, I don't know. I don't know if that's the, a real thing, but I I imagine that's true. I'm sure it is in the Orthodox Jewish uh, background world. You know, a lot of those people who are super religious are certainly not going to go do background work. So there's a whole niche of background people in New York, particularly that have the beards and 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 know and even probably have the outfit and know how to dress up like an Orthodox Jew because there's so much work for Orthodox Jewish background in New York stories. You know. Mm-hmm. I thought Neil's entrance was amazing. Yes. So That's again, the, really everyone's good. everyone's uh, outfits are are colorful and bright, and Neil comes into entrance applause, which is a very funny sitcom thing where when someone enters, they not everyone, but some people get applause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and his applause was his applause was like all the applause that you hear in this is pretty much genuine. Like they clapped for a really long time and he had to point at you and everything to yeah. you know, <laughs> let the time go yeah. by. That's so another the, thing in so the sitcom the world where the person, ha- the person has to stall for the for the laughter or applause to die down, right? So you have, yes. to, like, you have to like thumfer, like you know, he's pointing at them, he's looking around. Right. And we really shot this in front of a live audience, like we said, and they were big Scrubs fans. And so we, this really was genuinely, they were really laughing. We, we did sort of like when I come out later with the with the we'll talk we'll get to it but with the Spider Man face paint like we saved that so it was a surprise for the audience so we really did kind of try and do it like they really would in a sitcom. We actually shot it like a real sitcom. Also, there was there were not a lot of takes at this for this. Mm-hmm. There was like one or two takes and then we moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we rehearsed it like a sitcom. Also, so uh, it. What's interesting is when you do, uh, it's shot in order. That's the one thing that sitcoms are done. They're always shot in order so so that the audience can follow along. And that's what we did with this. We started from, you know, where they're around the patient at the bed, and we went directly to the end to where he passes out with, you know. And when you're not working in those scenes, you're usually off in your trailer, so you don't necessarily experience how the audience is unless you're hanging out on set um it's it's it, it's really interesting this was my first time experiencing what it was really like to do sitcom work because after that i went on to the x's and it was ex- it was exactly like how we shot this episode the other thing that we had that they have with sitcoms is a warm-up guy so if you've never been to a live taping they they have this comedian who interacts with the crowd to get everyone in a silly mood because they want the audience to be giggly and silly and, you know, they keep the AC super cranked. So it's like, you know, you have energy Freezing. and there's a guy – and every time – because there's a lot of downtime. So while they're moving the cameras and while they're adjusting, you don't want the audience slumping in their seats and getting tired and being like, let's go home. You want they them like – you. You want them cold and you want them giggly. So they have this comedian who's, you know, doing jokes and competitions with the audience and throwing out T-shirts. It's like, it's like a hype man. And so uh, we even had that guy. You remember that, Donald? Yeah, I do. There's one guy who was really good at it. Um, he passed away. Um, you had a guy at the X's when I his when name I was well. Yeah, that was Alan. But Brody Stevens was one of the great 
audience warm. You know, he would warm up an audience. He was a great stand-up comic also. He's a good stand-up comic. Like, but he was a great audience. Like, he would warm up the audience so well. He was really good at it. It's uh, a very so I just want to shout. He's, he's, he passed away a few years ago, but I just wanted to shout him out, you know, for all of you people out there who know who he is. He was a special one. It's a very specific uh, skill set because you're doing stand-up, but obviously it's got to be PG. You're not doing anything racy. You're also trying to, like, uh, interact with everyone, get them involved, and you're sort of doing little mini contests. And then at any moment, they'll say, the crew will, will say, we're ready, and you have to stop. And then you, they'll do a scene, and, okay, we have another five minutes of downtime. Here, I'm going to do a quick bit. And so anyway, there's, there's, a, there's a handful of people that are really, really good at it. And uh, Alan, Alan is another one. Uh, he's, he's the guy who did your show, right? He's the one that did the X's. He's he's really good at it. Yeah, he I remember it, when I was on your show uh, doing an episode of the X's, laughing because you know if you if you're on the show, you've probably heard all the shtick a thousand times, and you're not necessarily laughing. But I was new to it, so on Donald's show, the X's, I was laughing. Well, he wasn't only on the X's; he was also he also did Bill's uh, what was Undateable. the one that Undateable. He that's did what, that one also. That's with, with Ron Funches. There you go. Yes. Look what good storytellers uh, we are. We're circling back on. to Ron Funches. <laughs> I want to make sure I get his name. Alan Murray. That's who is. That's that's who it is. Alan Murray is another one that crushes. Like he does Sammy Davis Jr. He does a bunch of bits. Like uh, I, I, he even got me to go into the audience. Oh, every... that's not hard, bro. You fucking loved it. Yeah, I did, but he found he found he a song. He was even able to get me to go into the audience. Yeah. But he found no. The thing is, he found a song that I would that I would have fun with. Like, so you know, they give all of this candy to actors and stuff on stage throughout the week of shooting. There's gum. There's like you name it. It's just like a shit ton of candy on stage. And so I would take the candy and go in the audience. And he would play uh, Sammy Davis Jr.'s The Candyman Can. And I would run around just tossing bubble gum and freaking <laughs> and, and lemon heads and sour grapes all up into the air uh, and at people. So, yeah, Alan Murray's another one. Amazing um, audience. Yeah, when the, world, when the world reopens and if you come to uh, Hollywood, I, I definitely recommend, um, if you like this stuff, go find, go, you know, Google how to go to a sitcom taping because it's, it's, it's a cool experience. I remember coming as a kid, I went to see the Bob Newhart show. We saw a taping of that and I was, as someone who wanted to be in film, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Um, all right, Daniel, is the guest here? Both guests are here. Oh, Two interesting. Guests. Joelle, are you, are you, are you... Okay, there you are. Joelle, you're having some internet troubles today. What's happening? Sorry, I uh, Spectrum is a whole journey. We're getting there. We're figuring it out. Okay. Oh, my God. Right. Once, you get, circle, 5G, once you get that 5G. Once you get that 5G. That's do how I'm doing this now. <laughs> you're on 5G right now? Yeah, I'm on my phone. You know 5G, have, when it works, it works. You know why we have Spectrum? Why? Because it's the only thing that we can have. Same. The choice. They have a monopoly in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. All right, quick break. We'll be right back with a very exciting guest and Shay Serrano. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix sleep mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Oh, Shay, how's your podcast going? Should we plug your podcast? Oh, I don't have a podcast. I shut I it all down. I thought you were on a podcast. What I was before. I was before. The guy who I was doing it with, Jason Concepcion, got a new job, and then I don't want to do it anymore. Oh, okay. Because I miss because I missed him. Oh, okay. So, um, well, so now okay. I'm just doing book stuff. All right, tell That's everyone. Great. How so let's find, talk- we like to tell everyone always when you're on how they find your Scrubs book because he wrote an amazing. Well, not just that. Anything that you're doing, just tell them how they can find it. Yeah, I gave like Donald the um, the basketball book so he could read it on the pooper. Oh, excellent, excellent! All right, guys, you guys should check out the new short work? story. Oh, I'll J- uh, just go to the website halfwaybooks.com. Everything is on there. Halfwaybooks.com. Yeah. Um, I promise you. Is it, it halfwaybooks.com? Did he say halfway? Yes, books. it's halfway. Like, like halfway books. crooks. Like halfway Mob Deep. crooks. 
Ain't like no that. such things as halfway crooks. It's a play but there on is that. such thing as halfway books. Boom. Dot com. Halfway <laughs> books. Halfway books. Dot com. <laughs> and um, Shay is uh, is an incredibly uh, smart and clever writer. And if you love Scrubs, you'll want to pick up uh, his Scrubs book um, because it's very very well written and. It's essays about something you apparently are interested in, which is the TV show Scrubs. Shay, do you ever think about writing uh, movies, creating or TV and stuff like that? You're so, you know, you're such a great writer. Do you ever think, why don't I get into that? Mostly I just like to watch the stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll let y'all do that part of it and I'll do the other part. <laughs> That's what's I'll up. Just I'm just asking. <laughs> well, just asking. I think you should consider it, Shay, because uh, you're funny and you know, um, you know the genre really well. And, really uh, well. At some and, point, uh, at when some you point. win it, when you win an Emmy, I want you to thank Donald and I. All right, when, let's please. bring on. <laughs> By the way, uh, this we didn't win many Emmys on Scrubs, but this one won for editing, and I think it's a little controversial this win because it won for multi-camera editing. It's oh. <laughs> crazy. That's so funny. it does feel like a bit of a cheat. I mean, no offense to John Michelle, he's an incredible editor, and he should have won for. I just feel he should have won for other amazing scrubs episodes um but he won for this one um all right let's bring in our guests joel by the way joel did you have um uh, any contact with your uh your uh new lady friend this week uh nothing to write home about just yet but we'll we'll update you guys they broke up already they broke up i'm looking for an excuse to play the song for everybody but you you don't No, she said her mom hates the song because it makes her sound easy. Yeah, let's talk about that before you bring in the guests. Before you bring in the guests, we're gonna play the Joels. We're gonna play the Joel. No, uh, don't play it. Her mom doesn't like it. We're gonna talk about why her mom doesn't like it. Okay, here's the Joel dating theme song. Get the word out all over the town. Joel Monique is down to get down. No matter what's between your legs, tomorrow morning you could be making an ex. Joel. Okay, now, Joelle, uh, did your mom tell you that she doesn't like it because it makes you sound too easy? Yes. She was like, down to get down with just anyone. I don't like it. I was like, it's catchy. She's like, I don't want to listen to it. I was like, okay. But it's not well, like we don't say down to get down with anyone. Just Joelle Monique is down to get down. Get well, down. It, it does say, it says no matter what's, no matter between, what's your legs. between your legs. <laughs> That's simply suggesting the preference. <laughs> oh my God! In the morning, you could be making Joel some eggs. Joel Monique is down. down, to down. Get down. There's get times. Down. There are times when that song is in my head all day long, and I'm just humming it to myself. I have uh, sang it to myself on more than one. Well, usually while I'm cooking, I'm like, do, 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 do. it's catchy. You, it's an earworm. Do you sing? Do you sing it in a third person, or do you say? I am always down. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it in the third person. The rhyme scheme. Well, is, it's well please solid. try and have another Zoom date because, uh, or okay. maybe you could, maybe you can even have a socially distanced uh, cup of coffee with her because our fans need updates on this um, exciting new relationship. All right. All right. Um, all right. Let's bring in the bring in. Say the hello to Galen and Lindsay. Galen and Lindsay. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Galen, Hi, Galen and, Lindsay. and Lindsay. Welcome. Hey guys, how are you? Welcome. Are you to the guys? Show. 
how do you guys do you guys know each other or are we just doing Wait, we're two guests find today? Out. It's a mystery, Donald, that we're going to find out. <laughs> okay. Because uh, her last name's Farmer and his is Wilson. Okay. Well, they might not want their last names out there, but there you go. Okay. Um, <laughs> no worries. This is uh, Shay Serrano, guys. And that's, of course, Joelle and Dale. Well, Lindsay yeah. actually got into this show because she wanted to be on with Shay. Oh, good. She wanted God, to. Joelle, you are good at your job. We got a Shay specific <laughs> guest. <laughs> Excellent. All right, go yeah. on. Uh, go on. Explain to us, Lindsay, what's your uh, what's your question or or Shay related thing is. So actually, so Galen's my brother in law, um, and this time last year, I got an email that said from Shay Serrano, and it was like a gift from Galen, and I was like, "What is this?" I opened it up, and it was just a PDF. So I was like, "Hey, Galen, what?" Uh, I don't want to open a random PDF. So Galen then explained to me that he had sent me for my birthday Shay's uh, essays um, from Scripps. So um, and told me all about Shay and how awesome he is. And he was like, "I know you're a huge Scrubs fan." Um, so I thought this would be perfect for you. And then he's also wanted to support Shay because of all the awesome things that Shay was doing to support his followers at the start of COVID. And so mm. he was like, this mm-hmm. is a good way to support Shay and give you a little like early birthday gift. So then when, of course, Shay came on the podcast the first time, I was like, oh, I know exactly who Shay is. And I've read these essays. So um, I wanted to invite him on today with me because he is an awesome brother-in-law um he's been in my life since I was 15 and more than half my life now so just wanted to say a way to say thank you to him um to get his one of his um favorite writers for him the chance to see him oh and it's a great way for me to go on the show because I'm such a huge fan and I love scrubs wow and well that's, so that's awesome. an awesome intro that's a thank cool you. story that is wow really awesome. so Galen how did you find out about Shay's essays well, I, I was a big reader of Grantland back in the day and then The Ringer. And so I've been reading stuff that Shay's written and listening to Shay on podcasts for years and years and years at this point. So I, I started following him on Twitter and just sort of getting into his whole, you know, his whole thing with, with basketball, with movies, just with all the all the things he's into. And he's just such a such, such a fun writer and, and outspoken person. Just just love this stuff. That's what's up. Speaking of basketball, I'll let I'll, you know what if I'll let Shay respond to all of this. I, I yeah, Shay, do you have a response to all this love you're getting? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. This is like a new thing for me to hear it. It's usually I like someone will send me an email or something. This is very overwhelming. But that's like a I'm like I'm gonna feel real good for the rest of the week. Right. On. <laughs> like, right. On. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm gonna carry that with me. Well, what, what what higher honor can a writer have than people saying, not only do I love your work, but I'm gifting it away yeah, as that's a present right. for people? Amazing, yeah. Um, and you really do, Shay, make an impact. Are you still as uh, prolific on Twitter? I'm off Twitter now, but uh, are you still as prolific and, and doing all the cool things you do? Oh, yeah. I'm real lonely, so yeah, I'm on there, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on there all the time. <laughs> okay, Galen, I got to say this. First of all, your last name, Wilson! First of all, second of all, I see you got Oakland all in the background and you got your the town uh, uh, T-shirt on. Let me ask you something right now. How proud are you of Steph Curry right now? Holy cow, oh, man. He's, Holy this, cow. He's just been I mean, this season, this season for the dubs was kind of a loss when Clay was out before it started. But just yeah, the way Steph's been playing has been inspiring, just like makes makes it fun to tune in you know, every night. So it's it's awesome. I, I know people are saying Jokic is the MVP, but I want I want Steph to get a little love this year because like 
who's really playing better than him? I don't think the Warriors would have, you know, six wins if it wasn't for Steph. So. <laughs> that you know, he he well, Draymond too is 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 a oh, yeah. is, is totally important. But I think Jokic, it's either Jokic oh. or Dame Lillard for me, or or I would I would give uh, I would give Joel and B the uh, a chance at it too. But those three and Steph are the definitely in the forefront for me. I love a good curry. Um, sometimes I'll have it. Um, <laughs> Which what's your favorite kind of curry? Um, I love a yellow curry. Okay. <laughs> Zach, you can talk to my brother-in-law about tennis. I made sure to give him talking points. For oh, thank you. I, I'm not good, Galen, uh, but I love it. Uh, Donald and I sometimes uh, attend the same uh, lesson and it's my favorite thing to do. It's my favorite form of exercise. I just love it. I, I wish I was good, but I'm just kind of meh. Lindsay, it says stronger on your shirt. Stronger, or stronger than you think. Than you think. Just for you guys, just for you and Joelle. I do love me some. I do love me some Grogu. You you guys are really um, great guests so far because you're hitting us from all angles. You got basketball with Shay on. You got uh, a baby Yoda for Donald. Grogu. Oh, no one calls him Grogu, do they really? The the boy's <laughs> name is Grogu. It is, it is. But, bro, does anyone except mega, mega fans like you and Joel call him Grogu? When he shows up with a lightsaber next week, you ain't going to call him Baby Yoda. You're going to be calling him like, Grogu was kicking that ass, yo. <laughs> I saw there's a new – I'm not going to go down a wormhole, okay? We're going to do three sentences on this. I saw there's a new Star Wars animated show coming out, like the, the oh, bad yeah. one. Oh, yeah. The Bad Batch. The Bad oh. Batch. Are you excited mm-hmm. for that? I am. Hell it's, yes. It's 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 a connection. Listen, anything in between Clone Wars and A New Hope is a lot of fun to talk about. And now what we're learning is that anything in between uh, the last, uh, not the last Jedi, The Force Awakens and Return of the Jedi, that's an interesting time. So I'm I'm always excited when we explore those. Um, and um, I I I I wanted the audience to know that no, when, whenever I stumble across anything Star Wars, I send it to Donald, and um, yes. I would say that every seventh thing or something gets a response. Um, but I I'll, <laughs> I I'm just like I'm like the parent who's like, oh, my son loves Star Wars Legos, honey, look. <laughs> I was, I was going right. to say yeah, Donald or Donald or uh, Joel. What's what's the connection of the name Galen to Star Wars? Oh, Galen Urso. Come on, man. Bro, that was too, <laughs> that's too easy. Galen, that was way too easy, Galen. You're going to you're gonna have to get on the level of, like, what's the serial of the battery that's used in the speeder? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, can, can, uh, I ask, can I ask Lindsay a question? Yes. Because I, could, I, could, I couldn't ask this of, of Zach or Donald because they were part of the show. Lindsay, when you were watching this episode, My Life in Four Cameras, and they cut... They cut for the first time into the like sitcom thing. Did you think that this was a, like a very quick one-off fantasy and we we're just going to be back to normal? Or did you know right then that the rest of the show is going to be like that? That's a good question because I definitely have seen this episode a couple times. I had to rewatch it uh, yesterday, but I actually have interesting opinions on this episode. It's not one of my favorite, but wow. I do. Get out. Thanks. Thanks, Lindsay. Get out. <laughs> Thanks, Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Lindsay Fogel! <laughs> <laughs> I do love these sitcom references that it does, like, do this, where, of course, like, I love WandaVision also, so I think it's fun to kind of, again, make that and then be like, like, oh, well, 
Marvel Scrubs did it first. So I was like, yeah, WandaVision yeah, stole it. WandaVision from us. stole it from us. That's right. That's right. There you go. So I think I, I, I can't remember the first time because the first time I'd watched it such a long time ago, but I think, and then rewatching it, I knew that like the whole thing kind of went through, um, that it goes through the whole time of the fantasy sequence. It's really yeah. interesting. It's really interesting that you say that because WandaVision definitely stole from us. Mm-hmm. And then Falcon and the Winter Soldier definitely stole from us. <laughs> How did they steal from us? Eagle. Come on, man. You've never seen a... First of all, it's an eagle, dude. Flying, it's, a, it's a dude with the freaking wings wow. flying around That's with his true. buddy. That's one. True. Two, they're, the be, they're like the best bromance on television right now. Who started that? The interracial bromance at that. Like, right. come on, man. Come on, buddy. Did you like this latest <laughs> episode? Yeah, they set it up for whatever this Friday is or Thursday at midnight oh, for me. They spent like $157 million on this show. $157 million. Most of it goes into F- special effects and visual effects and stuff like that. So far, I haven't seen $157 million worth of visual <laughs> effects. Keeping it 100. I might have seen 50. <laughs> well, they got about 100. That whole flight scene from episode one? That's about fifty. That's about fifty million dollars, maybe on less. Donald budgets of uh, production. Um, <laughs> I, I, um, I thought that um, that this fight was this fight in this last episode was was amazing. Really, was really well done. Yeah, I, I like I like everywhere that it's going. I, and I'm a Julia Louis Dreyfus, that was cool. Her, her arrival. What was your thought on the cameo? Amazing. Uh, you know, I it the only thing is you got a deep dive into who Contessa is or Val is, I should say. And when you deep dive into it, you learn that she used to date Nick Fury and you learn that, you know, she was uh Madam Hydra or Lady Hydra or something like that. So you know she's coming from the fact that she's talking to uh John Walker in the first place, you know she's evil, you know. Yeah, she's uh, a baddie. She's a bad guy of some sort. I'm hoping that they dig into the Thunderbolts, because that's a really awesome uh, group of... And, and Thunderbolts is led by Zemo, actually, who's on the show. So that would be really awesome if that's what it turns into, where Zemo and the Thunderbolts get their Suicide Squad-type movie, you know what I mean? Or Suicide Squad-type show, where they're the yeah. bad guys who, who you know, everybody thinks they're doing good, but really, they're bad guys plotting for a future event. Well, I'm glad it was Julia Louise Dreyfus because everybody loves her. You can't not love yeah, her. Absolutely. Um, and she's a Northwestern grad. All right. Do you guys have a question? Uh, so my question was, like, with this episode, one of the big things that it starts is this issue, this, like, storyline and arc of Turk and Carla's, like, marital issues and working through those. Um, did you all have, like, a favorite storyline or arc, um, either for your characters that you got to kind of act through or for... Um, everyone else, like, want a storyline or arc that, in particular that you really loved? Growing up, my favorite storylines on television shows were the love stories, you know? Uh, not necessarily the will they or won't they, but the love stories. Like, uh, Alex P. Keaton, when he finds his first girlfriend, when he meets his first girlfriend, who turns out to be his wife in real life, Michael J. Fox's wife in real life. Uh, or Kurt Cameron's first love in on his on Growing Pains. Boner. Or, right. Oh. And then, uh, you know, Kadeem Hardison being so, uh, Dwayne Wayne being so in love with Denise, but then finding uh, love in Jasmine Guy's character. Um, I, I 
I loved that. And I love that you could find music and uh, play the music with uh, this theme. And so in Scrubs, my favorite arc is the Turk and Carla storyline. Like I, I, you know, Shay says it, well, can say it way better than me, but I truly believe that, you know, that relationship is as close to a real relationship that I've ever been in. Like it, it, it mirrors my relationship with my wife, you know, not only are they cute, but you know, they're both very passionate about what they believe in. And sometimes the other one doesn't believe in it, but they still find love, you know, uh, with, within their complications. And so I, I love it when I loved when I got to do stuff with Judy like this, like love stories with Judy. Yeah. I, I have a similar answer. I think that the, well, obviously first and foremost, my, my love affair with, uh, with Donald and, and Turk, but I, I really, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for romance too. And I loved that it, that, that in throughout the arc of the eight seasons, um, the regular eight seasons that, that Sarah and I ended up together, Elliot and yeah. Katie ended up together. I thought, I thought that was very romantic and real and that they both had to grow. Um, well, JD in particular had to grow, but Elliot had to do some growing of her own and date. You know, they hadn't really dated a lot of people when, when they first meet. They're, they're in college and then they're in med school and they're so busy and, and they were kind of each other's first uh, uh, crush um, outside of uh, school, that I, I think we can infer. And then, and then, th- then they, they have a lot of growing up to do. And then the fact that they are able to find each other after they've dated other people and sort of gotten the hooking up out of their systems and then go, wait, this is crazy. I, I, I want to be with you. I, I, I'm such a sucker for that. I love romance. And I, I thought that was really well done by Bill. But you're right, Zach, us playing, you know, our, 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 our bit, our stick by far, I, I should say the love story comes a close second to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, because I think that, you know, as as uh, as J.D. says to Elliot in the Bahamas, Elliot, I love you more than Turk. <laughs> Wasn't it, what, what's a more romantic thing you can say to a woman? <laughs> All right. Do you guys have another question? And my other question is going to be about you guys get to do these really fun fantasy sequences throughout the show. Um, did you guys ever have a favorite costume that went along with one of those? Oh my Eddie goodness. Murphy Raw. Yeah, Eddie Murphy <laughs> either that one, one. Either that one or uh, Indiana Jones. I got to be the black Indiana Jones in somebody's and I, colon. And, you know, I loved the the uh, Princess Bride episode. It was so underappreciated in my book because it was, it was a really weird time for the show, and we thought it might go off the air, and I think – the, the 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 audience thought that it might be the se- the series finale and so it was sort of judged in a why is this the series finale way um but i think it was probably our most expensive episode and our most definitely ambitious our, and most ambitious sure. episode and i directed it so i'm extra biased but i i i just the, i thought the costumes in that by Carrie Bennett were extraordinary and um the amount of work that went into that episode was like quadruple um, anything we ever did on another episode. So I, I, that's what, what comes to my mind. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix sleep mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. All right. I don't know who we're helping, whether it's Lindsay or Galen, but it is time for where, where do you live, Lindsay? I live in Atlanta, but it's actually for Galen. Okay. Lindsay's well, in Atlanta. For, Galen's in Oakland. It's time for Oakland, Oaktown's favorite segment, everyone. It's time to <laughs> fix your life. <laughs> We're going to hella fix your life. That's what they say in Oakland, Donald. Hella. Is that what they say? 
Well, the teenagers do. I don't know. You if know, you know, do. I love me some E40. Tell me where to go. Hey, we just tell had me a, where to go. We just had an <laughs> E40 track in the in the in the show. Um, in in she probably doesn't, and they're trying to get a, a PG version of the song because the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, but it's E40 a great song. A lot of, a you know that song. Um, they play it at basketball games apparently a lot. Jesus. Um, um, Shay, you should know this. They play it at basketball games. Um, we out one? here trying to. We out here trying to function. It's called function. Tell me where to go. What's it called? It's called function. It's called yeah, function. tell me where to go. E40 you know that song, Function, Donald? Go, go, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I, I know that one. All right, well, Donald, I'm going to send it to you because it's a really good song. Yeah. Tell me where to go. Apparently, they're going to try and get Mr. E40 to make a Disney-friendly version of it. Oh, why? <laughs> tell me where to go. <laughs> uh, all right, we digress. Galen, how can we help you, sir? Uh, well, and I was going to say, I think Mr. Fab is the, the Oakland sort of least least appreciated or most uh, underrated rapper, but that, that was Fab. shout out Mr. Fab. Um, so uh, about nine months ago, my wife and I started fostering two babies um, who are about 21 days apart. And so we don't, we don't know ultimately what's going to go on with them, but there's a chance in the long run that, that we could adopt both of them. Wow. And so they're in effect, they're, they're because they're so close in age and developmentally and they've, they've basically, uh, been almost raised together. They're they're 11 months now. They're they're sort of in effect. They're like twins. They're very much like twins. And so I had a question for Donald and for Shay, who both I think have twins, unless I misread Wikipedia. But um, my, my question was, do you have anything that you could tell a, a new parent who's potentially raising twins, uh, something that you wish you would have known about raising twins, or or you know any information that would be pertinent to a to a future or a current and future twin dad all right wait before we get to them answering uh, tell us a little more backstory how did this come about that you and your wife stepped up in such an incredible way to take on fostering babies the the problem with this story is there's no we we can't figure out we we've been we've been together forever and ever and for some reason both of us just at some point in our life had a sort of interest in fostering and adoption as a way to start a family and so we we set about it uh, a couple a couple years ago is actually game one of the 2017 NBA Finals was like the the first uh, the first event we had to go to and then it, it took several years to get you know fully certified et cetera et cetera. Um, and then Lindsay actually has a super connection to this because she's a social worker and, and works with uh, foster and, and adoption in, in Atlanta. So it's it's like really in our family right now. Wow. And so um, the thing with fostering, as I understand it, is um, they're with you. Um, is it, it is a situation, and excuse me for not knowing the answer, but Lindsay can help me because uh, she's a social worker, where if the, if the parent of either of these children uh, – comes back into the picture, you could then lose the child to them? Yeah, that's that's a distinct possibility. Yeah. So that's really, that's extra frightening because you're, you've fallen in love with these babies, I'm sure, and yet you might have to relinquish them. It, part of the, a lot of the training is sort of trying to prepare you emotionally for saying, you have to treat these kids as if you're on, you have to love them like they're your own, but you also have to know that you know, at a moment's notice, somebody can show up and, and they can go back with with you know, their their mom or their dad or or a, or a you know kinship or, or you know some other family member. And so it's it is it is tough emotionally that they don't you know it's not like they hide that they sort of tell you on day one that that's a distinct possibility. So 
it's it's emotionally a little a little strange, but we just we're just kind of rolling with it. Wow, that's so impressive. And thank God there are people like you doing doing that because what a difference you're making in the world. I mean, all I did today was make a smoothie. <laughs> uh, well, I would and I would say we're you know, we don't deserve that much credit because we were seeking where we wanted to foster, you know, babies, which I think there's a lot of demand for. And as Lindsay would tell you, if there's folks out there who want to foster like teenagers or, or, you know, middle school age kids, you know, that kind of thing, that there's really, there's a really big need for that. And and so we, you know, that may be something that we do in the future. We weren't quite ready for that. We, we wanted to start with babies, but mm-hmm. that's, that's like those people who do that kind of fostering are, are sort of really the heroes. Lindsay, um, is there a, a resource for people that might be listening and going, I, I, I would like to, to do that. That's been a dream of mine. Do you, do you know of a, of a website or, or, or where they could go? Yeah, usually for each state, it's um, you can Google your state. And then um, like for Georgia, just Googling foster children in Georgia. And it will usually take you straight to the um, state's like main page. Um, and from there, you can do usually like on Georgia's page, you can do an inquiry and then they'll connect you kind of with your county, but they'll also go ahead and um, put you first in an informational meeting. So they'll kind of, again, lay out a lot of this, tell you a lot more about the process um, because it is a big process. Sometimes people are just like, oh, like easy peasy, like I can get approved like that. But there's a lot that goes into the approval process. Well, thank goodness, right? Because you don't want yeah. just anybody getting a child. Yeah. So there's a lot of training involved. There's a lot of home studies, um, looking at your home. There's a lot of interviewing. Um, and so, um, it definitely is a process and it's a really, once you've even get approved and you've got a placement, it's really difficult and challenging. Um, but it is such an important, important need. And there are, um, Oh, I can't remember how, I think the like stat is about, there's like about 400,000 kids in foster care, usually on average, um, each year. Um, wow. And there's a really high number of teens that end up aging out of foster care. And so being able to, again, especially support teens, um, and it is much harder in the state um, when I've had teens that I've had to place into different foster homes or group homes. Um, we The preference is always a foster home, but those are harder because, again, teens have gone through trauma. They've had different yeah. issues. And so people aren't quite as ready, but there's also so much training out there um, that people can be a part of. There's a lot of different, again, in two in social media and Facebook that people you can uh, utilize as support systems to help them. And then also to trying to rely on the state, trying to rely on this case managers of like, Hey, if, if your teen is struggling with this or that, like making sure that those, they get those services. So making and the sure government and the, doesn't the government help you financially if you take mm-hmm. on a child? They do. Yeah. They, they provide a stipend. So it's one of those, they try and stress that it's not a um, it's not supplemental income, but it's an, like an assistant. So a lot of the times they'll get, um, more like reimbursed for certain things and they may get a stipend, like at the end of a month or the next month to kind of help reimburse you for previous things. Mm. Well, that's an incredible story, Galen. And, and, uh, I think we, on behalf of all of us, we wish you a success with that. And also I, I just met you, but I really hope you get to keep those, those babies and become an awesome father to them. I, I I will say this. I hope their parents get it together and are able to get the babies back first. But if not, I do hope that Galen, Galen I do hope that. We want joy for the children is what we want. Right. Now, guys, let's pivot to uh, the more fun question. Do you guys have any advice on what it's like, even though he, these aren't literal twins, he feels like he's raising them as twins. Do you have advice on what that's like? 
That's tough, man, because if they act like twins and they've been together their whole lives, they're going to gang up on you. Yeah. So good. So yeah. good. And uh, you heard of good cop, bad cop. It's crazy when your kids do that to you. <laughs> my kids, my twins are 20, uh, 21 years old now. And one's good cop and one's bad cop. One of them will give it to me like one gives it to me like I need it. And the other one is a sweetheart about it. Dade is a sweetheart about everything. Everything is dad. You're my hero. You're my I love you so much. My daughter, I, I, my daughter tells me she loves me, but I've never heard you're my hero from my daughter. My daughter freaking gives me the, the real. You going to wear that or look at you. You could you decided to work out today, huh? <laughs> oh. oh my god yeah, yeah you should Trump. be like yeah and i also decided to move all your stuff onto the front lawn no 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 i would never do that i'm yeah. just kidding go ahead <laughs> from, a, from like a very pragmatic standpoint that's a, a very good answer there it's gonna feel like they're just running a two-on-one fast break against you at all times like it doesn't mm -hmm. there's there's nothing that you're gonna be able to do to sort of separate those two they're just gonna be a pair forever my twins are 14 or 13 going on 14 now but they're like they're all, they look like young men now. They got wide shoulders, and we play. They're bigger than me for the most part, and like it's terrible, but also like kind of great. So it's number amazing. one, they're gonna beat the hell out of you. But number two, like your only job in this situation is to make sure that they know your house is like a good place to be, and you want them there with you, and you love them. And then all the rest is like whatever. Screw it up a million times if you want. But if they know that part of it, it seems like everything works out pretty good. If they Don't can come call. to you, if yeah. they can come to you with their problems, yeah. you're winning. You are yeah. winning. You are winning big time. And so you want to make yourself available to them and let them know that at a very early age that you are safe with me. Yeah. Awesome. I was trying to think what's, what's the metaphor for taking a charge and uh, while they're running the two on one against me, but I, I can't. Uh, there's, I dude, there's nothing. You're you're Jason Terry with LeBron bearing on. down on you. That's all, it, that's all it is. There's no way to stop it. There's, yeah. there's the, the, the great thing that's going to happen is there will be times where they very clearly decide they're going to team up against you. Like I remember one time I got a call from the school. This is the twins were in like the third grade or something. And they were cheating on a test. It was very clear they were cheating on a test. They didn't have definitive proof, but they both got the exact same answers wrong in the exact same way. And it was like, what are the chances of this happening? So we knew they were cheating and we sat them down and we were like, you know, who was cheating off who, what's going on here? And they would not crack. And again, they're 10, 10 years old at this time and they would not sell the other one out. And it was very clear that they had talked about it ahead of time and decided no matter <laughs> what happens, we're just both going to get in trouble right now. Mm -hmm. And, and I was like frustrated because I could, I was like, I was trying to like, you know, interrogate them like the police do and they wouldn't give me the answer. And so I was frustrated, but I was like in the back of my head, proud of them that they had. So they proud. Shay, don't you call one of them the baby? That's the youngest one. I have three. I have the twins and the baby. And the baby right. is a straight up demon. He's running. <laughs> he's running everything right now. That's how it goes, man. It's like, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. The dynamic of it all. You would think that the older one, because they had to go through like all of your mistakes as a yeah, parent, yeah. you would think that they would be the ones that are freaking crazy. It's the ones that got it easy that turn into the turn into the bad guys, exactly. man. Exactly. My daughter says things to me like, I never loved you. Yeah. Knowing yeah. that oh it'll kill me. Oh my Knowing God. Knowing that the it'll kill thing. me. The same thing in my house. 
just will look you dead in your eyes and be like, dead you're the worst. In your eye. You're the worst. <laughs> and don't you ever talk to me again. And, and I'm like, I just asked if like, you wanted some cereal. What's going on right now? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'll Zoom my wife because I'm out of town right now shooting this, this show. I'll Zoom my wife and I'll be like, let me talk to the kids. And she'll call them in. And my kid, my youngest daughter, I'll be like, hey, baby, how's it going? Through the Zoom, she'll look at me like freaking Cher Horowitz looks at freaking uh, the dude that put his arm around her while she was yeah. walking through the quad. <laughs> Get off me as if. Like she looks at me like that, like as if I'm going to talk to you right now, Dad. Get out of here. That was a great reference. Uh, yeah, I love when Donald <laughs> I, you, references. So clueless. look, I don't know. I don't know if you guys know this. I'm sober nowadays. Uh, and because of and, and so because of that, I'm a little quicker. I'm a little quicker. Yeah. By the way, I, I, I saw a couple of comments like, wow, Donald, well, uh, sober is a little uh, quick. A lot quicker than stone, Donald. That's for damn yeah, sure. And moving slow motion. Donald. Well, that's it. You're welcome. I hope we helped at all, uh, Galen. Um, um, that was awesome. Good yeah, luck thank, with everything. And thank you guys for coming on. That was a lot of fun. And um, and we appreciate you. Yes, we do. Thank you, guys. We you. So, Galen, before you go, we should oh, let yes, you know. Yes, Donald, go ahead. That we are going to be giving you a pallet. Is that what it is? A palette. 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 T-T-E. So not a pallet. No, you could. we could give him a pallet, <laughs> but it wouldn't be anything. So we're going to give him a pallet. A pallet. Yeah. So let me say that again. No, keep that in there. Fuck okay. it. Y'all can, can know how dumb I am. I don't no, care. Okay. We, you oh, are deservant okay. of the word pallet. That's the new one, Pallid. And I was thinking Paladin. I don't know how, why. Okay. Paladin. All right. Well, tell the man what he's getting a pallet of. A, you're getting a pallet of GT's kombucha. There you go. Now, don't give this to infants. I do think it's recommended for infants. Uh, it's for uh, adults. I, I love that My energy. wife loves kombucha, so that'll be Well, out. you're about to have a whole lot of GT's kombucha, <laughs> and uh, the whole family will be happy. Thank you. Um, thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. Thank, thank you, guys. Great job. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Nice. That was very nice. Very nice people. Yeah. That's a very lot. Well taking, on, taking on two different infants. They're not messing around. Mm -hmm. the two, they've been together since they were since they were even younger than this, the two of them have. So. I think it's very noble. I agree. I agree 100. Uh, I think we're almost done with the show. Um, I think Sarah, Sarah's um, Shakespeare, Sarah's German Shakespeare. I remember being hilarious. Very funny. Anytime Sarah yells in German, I just start giggling. Do you? <laughs> because she puts on this sort of angry face. Yeah, it's, it's, a, just... it, it's an angry. She's got the angry German down. Yeah. Guten Tag. Yeah, she screams it. I mean, I think if you someone on Scrubs Wiki wrote that if you look. Like, we're all just starting to laugh because it was just genuinely so funny. The janitor doing stand-up. Very funny. Yes. Uh, what about us doing world's most giant doctor goes to a farm? <laughs> and that is our – and that is our – what did you say? And that is our uh, uh, version of world's greatest doctor goes, goes to, to a, a farm. farm. <laughs> And then there's, we think there's a mix-up because sitcoms have a happy ending. So, oh, you're not the one dying. It's somebody else. And don't worry about him. And who cares about him? He's anti-Semitic. <laughs> Let's talk about Clay Aiken singing at the end. Yes. Isn't she lovely? Was that live or? It, yeah. Isn't she wonderful? Isn't 
isn't she precious? That's a That's funny song for a couple to have as their song because it's not about. It's about a baby. Epic. Yeah, it's about a baby. Like, it's, all about, right. it's about a baby named Aisha. Yeah. I like it when he goes. My favorite part. I can't believe what God has done. There you go. Through us, he's given life to one. And that's so very lovely. Made from love. All right. Well, then we come back to the. Talk about unlatching. And now Donald will scream fake harmonica. Hey, I thought the end was really cool. We sort of exaggerated the real world of of scrubs in the coloring. They made it look even more gritty and dark and tinted um, to, to really heighten the difference coming back from the sitcom, which I thought was, was a cool thing to do. And then of course the character dies because in the real world, not everything's happy like the end of a sitcom. I also like the fact that the person that was in charge of it all is Elliot. Like they're really, we we're sticking to the fact that Elliot is a better doctor under pressure than JD is, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and that's how she, that's how you guys were you co-chiefs, right? Co-chiefs. Yeah. And but she, you know, there was that episode where she just was a better doctor than you. There's mm-hmm. no way to. There's no way. You know, Elliot's a better doctor than JD. There's no way to put it. Especially other way pressure. to put it. Especially under pressure. And this guy goes into you know he he's starting the code and who jumps in. Elliot, and you know, for someone who's rewatching the show, it's refreshing to see that they're sticking to the characters. Uh, I guess you would call it the character bible. Like we said, this is what it is, and mm-hmm. it's the moment that it happens. And JD, instead of staying in the room to assist, he steps back and gives her her space. Like, oh, she's got this. This is this is where she excels, and he goes home. Yeah. To, and watches uh, to watch, watches uh, the sitcom. We assume it's Cheers, I think, right? Or maybe I it's Sanford so. and Son. We don't know. I, I've watched through the series enough times that, like, imprinted in my head is is any time that Doctor Cox puts his hands on his head like this, like I know he's feeling like a real bad way, and he does that really quickly as Clay Aiken is walking out of the hospital, and yeah. every every time that the arms go up, I'm like, oh god, this is like very very. It's just imprinted yeah. from the yeah. from the. It was a rabies episode when he does it and he holds them up there and you're like, oh god, yeah. We're back. Johnny We're has back. so many. We're Johnny back. has so many signature moves. It's like that. But they all have purpose. That's the yeah. that's the great thing about it. You know, Johnny, he really dug into his character and you know, yeah. really said, well, this is when I do this, it's because of a specific reason. It's not. It's I'm not doing it for. A, you know, for uh, for for Flash, this is I'm doing this because this is how I feel at this moment. It's one of the things amazing. that makes Johnny such a special actor is is that he he makes such unique choices, um, and and they're not choices anybody else would ever make. You're really getting such a unique character from him, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's not forced. It's like Christopher Walken in a way. It's like. It's not forced. Those odd Christopher Walken choices are, are his. That's who he is as an actor. And it's just so interesting because it's so unique and, and special. You know, Diablo Cody was telling me that she's going to watch uh, Wall Street this weekend. 
I got really excited because, you know, Johnny's in Wall Street. Yeah. Uh, he has a very big role in Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to shout him out. Like, this before he did Scrubs, he was in everything. He was in everything. Everything. Scrubs. He, was, he pops he, up he, in seven. I remember being like, yeah. oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, wait Dude, a minute. Pop- He's the he's he's the dickhead cop in Point Break. I forgot about that, dude. He's the cop in Set It Off as well, right? With with like what everywhere, dude. What about after after the 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 Brad Pitt moment in Seven that I won't spoil if you haven't have seen Seven and if you haven't seen Seven, what the hell's wrong with you? He goes, he's in the chopper, and he goes, "Oh man, somebody calls somebody." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a great line. There's a really, there's a really cool moment in the 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 director's cut DVD thing of Seven where they're talking about where they're like watching. You're watching it with David Fincher and Brad Pitt, and they talk about how great John C. McGinley was, like just in the small things that they had him doing yeah. in there. It's really cool to hear. They also talk about how Brad Pitt uh, did ADR and looped a lot of his lines uh, just for performance. Um, Looping is when you, after the fact in post production you can you can fix lines you can re record them and as I recall from that do you remember this Shay Brad Pitt talked about how he didn't he didn't like a lot of his choices and so he did something that I never really knew about actors doing but like started changing the inflection and the performance of scenes in oh ADR. I've done that I've done that quite a bit actually uh, when when getting the opportunity to do ADR. ADR saves a lot of performances. You know, it really I, does. I, I've never used it as a director for that. It's just like, oh, let's fix the line so we can hear it. In terms of like changing your performance, I've, I, I the first time I heard of someone doing that was Brad Pitt in Seven. I've done That's that cool. before. It's 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 really you know. Uh, if you look back at the movie now that you know that you'll see so much of it looks recorded after the fact. Oh shit! Well. I mean, you'd have to be looking for it, but I noticed it because I noticed that shit. Anyway, that's our show, everybody. Thank you, Shay. Yep. Shay, you're the best guest there is. Y'all are yeah, awesome. Best. Good energy, best. always. Just Thank you good. so much. And follow Shay on Twitter. And the the website again for uh, your, your, your work is what? Halfwaybooks.com. Not halfway crooks, because there ain't no such things as halfway crooks. Correct. There is such thing as halfwaybooks.com. Halfwaybooks.com. Check out Shay's work. And thank you, uh, listeners, as always, for tuning in. We really appreciate you. And uh, we hope you're safe and happy. And uh, what else, Donald? I like what Ron says on his podcast. I hope you are loved. I hope you love somebody. <laughs> Ron, meets, Ron punches me saying some deep shit, man. I'm telling you that right now. I didn't know that you listened to Ron Funches' podcast. I don't. I listen to his Twitter. I mean, his Instagram, <laughs> no. And sometimes he plays some of sometimes he plays some of his podcast on Instagram. Oh. And when listen, you know how Ron has a lovely, lovely voice. Yeah, Do you know voice. what I mean? And it's very, it's very soothing. And when he talks about you know hoping that people are loved and hope they they feel love for somebody, he's really good at making you feel good. So if you if I want to give a shout out to Ron Funches since we're talking about the brother. Let's steal his line since we're talking about him. I hope that you are I loved. hope that you are loved. I hope that you feel loved. I hope that you feel loved. And, um, and be kind to I hope to you another. love somebody. I hope you are kind to people. Yes. He is so amazing. All right. Well, thank you, Ron, for our new tagline. Um, and thank you, Shay Serrano, for being on the show. Yeah, thank you, Shay. Thank you. Until next time, boys. Five, six, it's seven, eight. Stories. About a show we made About a bunch of docs and nurses And a janitor who loved to hate I said, here's a story That you all should know 
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024.